Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to The Broad Experience, the show about women, the workplace, and success. I'm Ashley Miltite. Almost every time I do an interview for this show, I'm left with a lot of good stuff that ends up not being included. And this is in the interests of keeping the podcast short and focused. But for a long time, I've wanted to revisit some of those interviews. So this time, I'm bringing you a show with guests you may be familiar with using parts of our conversation you haven't heard. One of the things we touch on today is how to make sure your work is recognized. I will spend almost the same amount of time letting different people know what has been successfully completed, because otherwise people don't notice. And what's it like being a man who advocates strongly and publicly for women in the workplace? It is true that that men, especially white men, often get upset by this, and that is the sound of uh, people losing privilege. And I understand that that must be frustrating. Coming up, two women and two men on some of the micro and macro issues around women and work. First, though, this episode of The Broad Experience is brought to you by Doodle. Doodle is an online scheduling tool that makes it easy to schedule a meeting with one or more people. And you know how that can get incredibly time consuming over email. I use Doodle myself, and I'm going to tell you more about it a bit later in the show. One of the most popular shows last year was number 47, Authenticity versus Conformity. My second guest was advertising executive Lauren Tucker. Lauren was wonderfully candid about her experiences at work over the years, including what it means to be a black woman in a very white industry. You may remember the part of the show where she talked about a client using the N-word down the phone. She says that was just the most egregious example she could remember. She says there was a time after that when her job was to buy advertising spots on news shows. And uh, one of the sales guys who had never met me, but we're talking on the phone, and he insisted that black people don't watch the news. And I had to decide, do I take the high road or the low road here? And I decided to take the high road, and I just said, well... I have to tell you, I mean, I'm black and my family's black and they watch the news. And at which time he was, uh, he said, you're going to be in your office for the next 15 minutes. And I said, yep. And in five minutes, I had a dozen roses on my desk. And in 10 minutes, he was sitting in front of me apologizing. So, yeah, these these things happen. and, And I have to say that. I'm probably one of the few, uh, if if I can think, most of the friends of mine who were African-American, especially African-American females who started in the business together, very few of them are still in this industry. She's been in advertising herself for 30 years now, but she says like a lot of other industries, it doesn't necessarily value everything a person's capable of. She's had this problem at work herself, feeling like her bosses have put her in a certain box in their heads. I've seen a lot of folks find themselves running out of runway at their places of work, not because there isn't room to grow, but because 
the perceptions of their growth trajectory by management is completely different than than that person whose ambition says I want to you know I want to apply what I've learned in a slightly different way. It's interesting um, you had mentioned earlier about you know uh, the the woman who who's focusing on talent. I talked about Sylvia Ann Hewlett of the Center for Talent Innovation. She ended up appearing in the finished show along with Lauren. And it's it's funny. I've had a lot of people call me up and, you know, read this book and look at this book and do this thing or I'm going to this conference about talent. But I actually find that a lot of people talk the talk, but I haven't seen so many of these folks really walk the walk. These very same people who have a lot to say about talent nurturing and seeking out the best talent when it comes to actual execution. I'm not so sure they're they're getting it. She mentors young people, and she told me she's not even sure what she'd tell a young black woman today about how to cope with discrimination because times have changed so much since she first started out. But she does say you've got to be flexible in responding to the thoughtless or downright awful things other people come out with from time to time. She says it's best to assume a benign intent rather than a horrible one. Still, she admits it frustrates her that people at her office have told her she can come off as intimidating. Yes, I am an articulate, educated black woman. You know, you can call it what you will, but I spend a lot of time studying and learning things so that I can speak with some intelligence and articulate myself in a way that I believe I can be understood. That in and of itself tends to come off as threatening. Would it come off threatening if I was a white male? I don't think so. You know, it would come off as expected and authoritative. So, as my brother says, there's nothing you can do about the accident of your birth. <laughs> Lauren Tucker. One of the other popular topics we tackled last year was what I called the hell of networking. That was episode 40. One of my guests was Mary Kubzinski, CEO of Eight of Nine Consulting. It does regulatory change management. She's a master networker. She makes it look easy. But I argued there are some times when you want to network with someone you can't imagine will want to network with you. There are hierarchies, sometimes with the people you meet. In other words, you may want something from that person, but you think, how on earth could I help him? Because I'm so lowly. He's so high up or he or she is so high up. I mean, that is a bit tricky, isn't it? Yeah, that, you know, a lot of my networking is never through my own mouth. Um, Sometimes when I ask for something, so to speak, it's not asking someone directly for a job. It's, It's asking someone to persuade someone else of the need of something. And sometimes it doesn't even need to be linked to me. So I'm more focused on the end result, that I get what I needed to happen to happen. And it doesn't need to be me, the glorious champion that saves things. But it is absolutely on many occasions, I think many women feel this way too, um, is that it is through your relationships with different people in your company that you actually make things happen and you just don't get the credit. And it's a bad habit. I do think... It is a critical skill for all people to be able to not only get something done, but to, to make it clear that it was because of you. And I think women could be a lot better at stating the value of what they provide. Also, then tell me how you do that. I'm terrible. I mean, I, I you know, it's funny. 
I worked with this one guy, and I used to joke that he would get 15 minutes of work done and then spend the rest of the seven hours and 45 minutes of the day talking about how great he was in doing those 15 minutes of work. But in reality, I probably am about a 50-50 balance that I will spend almost the same amount of time letting different people know what has been successfully completed. And maybe I don't always link it to myself, but I'm very public about this is solved, this is done, because otherwise people don't notice and they don't pay attention. She also believes it's important to give compliments when they're deserved, and not just for employees' morale. It just lends itself to people cheering you on. They want you to keep doing what you do because they want you to make them feel better. So I definitely think people underestimate how important it is to let people know that you're doing a good job and so are they. Now, before Mary got into finance, she spent years raising money for nonprofits. So when she became CEO of her own business, she had to get over something, her uncomfortable feelings about money. She kept telling herself she wasn't really doing financial services, and then she finally had to face the fact that, yes, she was. So she ended up splitting her brand. She now has a division that's a think tank. It concentrates on how to use modern financial technology to finance social change. And that's where everything started making sense for me, that here I've always thought, ooh, money, yuck, that's for greedy people. Uh, I had to learn to love it and bring it in and and want it so that we can repurpose it and use it in a way that I think is going to make a positive social change. Since making that decision, we've like quadrupled every single quarter. So I'm having more of a supply issue than a demand issue. So the demand is out there and I just am like scrambling to get the right team members to help solve all of these problems and get them up to speed. And it's interesting because you said you'd hired someone to be your bad cop because you would say yes to everything. Absolutely. And she is a very good bad cop. And and to her credit, she actually has three children and works part time. And she is running this company like I could not even tell you without her. She's she is she's the pants in the family of eight of nine. And do not underestimate, ladies how productive you can be in a single hour with focus. And I can't even say enough how amazing it is to have a really strong woman supporting me. That woman is Tamar Ma, and most of the time she does her job from the opposite side of the country. Talking of being organized, the sponsor of today's show is Doodle. You know how frustrating and time-consuming it can be to try and schedule a meeting with a group of people, those endless emails that can go back and forth? Doodle is an online scheduling tool that takes the hassle out of arranging meetings. All you have to do is get the participants to select possible dates and times and see what works for them. That way you can reach a final decision that satisfies the whole group. The premium version of Doodle for business users is $39 a year, but the basic scheduling service is totally free. Head over to doodle.com and try it out. Now we go from women to men and from micro to macro. 
Kurt Rice is a professor at the University of Tromsø in Norway. He's lived and worked in Norway for most of his adult life. And he's an outspoken advocate for women in the workplace, particularly women in academia. He appeared in show 49, The Pace of Progress. I asked him, what's it like being a man in his position? How do other men feel about his views? I mean, the reason I ask that question, of course, is because I do see this so often in comments, online comments under articles, and I'm sure you've seen it too. And in fact, you've had them on your own blog. These guys who say, oh, it's men who have the problems these days, and women are all graduating from universities at higher rates, and they just can't stand the idea of women getting, quote, special treatment. And there are women who believe in this too. You know, these women who are just, pull your socks up. Everyone's an individual. Everyone can do it on their own. I just wonder how much of that you encounter and how you cope with it. Right. Well, it is true that that men, especially white men, often get upset by this. And that is uh, the sound of uh, people losing privilege. And I understand that that must be frustrating. Indeed, the only possible explanation for situations in which 80 and 90 percent of the people in, in leadership positions have been men is that we've had a quota system. It just hasn't been necessary to codify it because it's functioned so well on its own. Now that we're trying to counter that, we do need to codify some things. We need to actually do interventions. So what we're working on here now is not undermining fairness. What we're working on now is the pursuit of fairness. So what happens when he talks about this stuff? I get a wide variety of reactions. Um, When I'm writing about this topic on the internet, I get uh, both strongly positive and strongly negative reactions. I recently wrote about a quota program at a university in the Netherlands where they announced 10 positions that were earmarked for women. And men just went completely crazy about uh, this kind of thing. But the problem was that they had tried all sorts of other measures to recruit women, and they weren't succeeding, and they value diversity. And society needs to also recruit women into technical fields. And so they took that measure. And you can read that post and the comments he received. I'm posting it under this episode at thebroadexperience.com. In show 49, Kurt also talked about a really interesting experiment his university did to get more women into higher positions. It worked, and he says they haven't looked back. Gender balance in the workplace at my university is now uh, normal, and deviating from it is almost unthinkable. So, for example, um, when we put together a group of people for any situation, a committee or, or, or a team for any situation, it is completely inconceivable that it should be anything but gender balanced. When we hire the deans of our faculties, we want that group to be gender balanced. And again, this is not about promoting lesser qualified women over more qualified men. This is about seeing that we have many, many people who are well qualified and acknowledging that when we put a team together, the quality of the work done by that team will be better if it's diverse. Which he says it is. He's pretty hopeful about the future for women in the workplace. One of the hopes that I have is related to what I think I see in young men. I think that young men want to be engaged fathers. They want to be able to stay home with their with their children. Even in a relatively uh, conservative country in Europe like the Netherlands, 
uh, men are often staying home one day a week when they have when they have young children. So I think that there are some changes uh, coming about in terms of the parenting styles of men that are going to have an impact on what goes on at work and make it uh, more possible and more normal for women to have a wider variety of positions at work. Now, Simon Cooper wouldn't describe himself as young exactly. He's in his 40s, but he certainly spends a lot of time with his three kids. You heard him first in episode 32, Home as Career Killer. And as we're at the end of this episode, I wanted to go micro again. I put forward to Simon the idea that when a woman leaves work early for something like taking a child to the doctor or attending a school event, everyone looks on her as a workplace slacker, a mum rather than a dedicated worker, whereas a guy tends to be looked on as a superstar dad when he does the same thing. Simon lives in Paris with his family, and he isn't so sure that's true. I don't know. I mean, look, I, of course I, I accept there's sexism and there's gender imbalance and all, all all these things you say I'm not disputing. I do think that in thinking about my peer group, the men and the women, who are mostly exhausted parents who are trying to do a job as well, I don't think that uh, they would say, oh, the man who does it is a hero and the woman who uh, leaves work early to bring her children to the doctor is a loser. I, I really don't see those kind of extreme positions at all and in fact you know i wrote something else recently about my male friends are um not giving up their careers but they're not really pursuing their careers because they're making sacrifices for their children so they're not you know at home being house husbands but for example there there are places they won't move to there are jobs they won't take i mean a friend of mine is a fundraiser he's a, he, he, he's a consultant fundraiser for universities and he said you know i could be head fundraiser of a big british university I, I, you know, he has a CV to get that. And he said, I'd never be home. So essentially, he can't do it. He can't take that job. And most of my male friends will not take a lot of jobs just because it's not compatible with, with you know, having kids and a family. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think that I'm not really arguing about America because I know that less well. But what I see in, in, in Britain and in France is that men and women are both making quite a lot of career sacrifices and I, I don't find that they get derided as losers. And in fact, I think people look askance at men who do work 70 hours a week and don't see their kids. I think that's probably more true in Europe than it is in the workaholic US. That's the broad experience for this time. I'll be posting some show notes under this episode on the website. And don't forget to go to doodle.com and start making meeting planning or even dinner party planning a lot easier. Please support the companies that support the broad experience. And thanks again to all of you who support the show with monthly donations or one-off donations. I really appreciate it. I'm Ashley Maltite. Thanks for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Fresh. 